I don't know if you saw, but the schedule has changed. Exorcist Deceiver, <laughs> I believe is what it was called, has been removed. And uh. Uh, as I heard, David Gordon Green is no longer connected. Oh, what, what what went wrong? What what happened? Uh, I, I don't know. Um, it's 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 total mystery. What 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 a tragedy! <laughs> it is tragic. Yes, we, we won't get the completion of this Exorcist trilogy. When I read about it, I was just like, "Up, oh, throw another one on the pile." Uh, yeah, Exorcist trilogy. Every movie in the dark universe. Yeah, exactly. Weren't they going to do sequels of the David Harbor Hellboy as well? Like you know, just all of that up to win. Yeah. They're all good. They're you know, all, uh... <laughs> that one, we might reference that later on, but, like, I didn't hate his performance. It was right. just everything around him oh, yeah, was sure. very meh. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's that's what I get. I mean, just his general, I mean, his his look was rough by itself. That was kind of a marker of, like, oh, okay, just even the makeup on him, like, it's not really sitting right. But, yeah, I don't doubt that A lot that he, of odd I don't, CGI. Yeah. I don't doubt that he committed to that for sure. Yeah. I mean, like, he seems like a guy that's going to pour his heart into everything. Um, you know, yeah, something about him. This is, this is not, this is going to sound Especially mean. that scene where he watched Amanda Waller eat a steak. Yeah, exactly. He was committed. He was eyeing that steak like a rabid dog. He wanted it bad. Um, no, okay, but that that's, that's probably, you know what I was gonna say about him a little bit. This is gonna sound very mean, but he does seem like the kind of guy where he really does not have many. He doesn't have much going on aside from like, yep, what's my role? Okay, I'm into it, and like, I'm committed, sort of a thing. Like he does not seem like an actor that's gonna like, you know, take it very seriously. Does that make sense? Right. He's not going to, like, investigate and do a lot of research. Um, yeah. It, it was interesting. I was listening to a podcast, and they were talking about actors who can, like, just turn it on and off. Like, you know, you yeah. don't just prepare everything. And they were saying, wait, like, was it the, Killian Murphy. Was the, okay, he could no, just, wait, like, wait, be laughing was, on set. That was the blank check about Ferrari, right? Yeah, I listened to it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was, actually. Yes. Yeah, because I heard I that, too. To today. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, I think he's um, one. Of, he's seems like the kind of guy where it's like you talk to. I'm sure if you talk to like, I don't know, I, some actually talk to and they're like, oh, acting is the most important thing in the world, and like, you know, we're exploring the depths of the human mind and soul and all this stuff. And Harbor's just like, ah, I'd like be able to play, you know, have fun. Like it's kind of that yeah. vibe a little bit. But I feel like know. almost all of his characters are some facet of himself already. Mm -hmm. Like Hopper in Stranger Things just seems like his general demeanor. Yeah, which exactly. I'm fine with. He does it well. Yeah. You know what you know what I loved him in is Quantum of Solace, where he's kinda like the weird, like kind of yeah, prissy kind of prissy CIA, CIA guy. Yeah. Yeah, but he's also kinda like yeah. he talks in like a higher voice and like he's like, oh, I don't like that James Bond. He's kinda weird. I'm just like, yeah, it's <laughs> it's uh that's really fun for him to do. It's something different, you know? Like, so early on, Did nobody knew who see... he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was super early on. Um, Do you ever see... I'm trying to remember the full name of it. It's It was a Netflix, like, kind of short comedy thing called uh, Frankenstein's Monsters, Monsters Frankenstein. What? Or something like this. It was this bizarre thing where he introduces it as David Harbour, and he's talking about how his father, David Harbour Sr., did this like uh, version of Frankenstein for TV in the the eighties or something, and so it's him playing this role 
of them capturing a Frankenstein story. I don't remember a lot of it, but I, I remember enjoying it and, and thinking it was very odd, funny. Yeah, so I should revisit it. That sounds incredible. I, I can't believe I've never heard of that, but that's interesting. I mean, there's nobody else should be playing Frankenstein aside from him. The fact that Guillermo is not casting him immediately is kind of strange, you know. It's but I guess, no, Oscar good. Isaac, right? No, no. Jacob Elordi now. Oh. Andrew Garfield I just dro- Andrew Garfield is going to be the monster he just dropped out. Yeah, and now and it's Garfield now it's, as the monster? I yeah. don't uh They're doing something different. Uh. I so okay, here's the thing. If they're doing a more book accurate monster, he does not have to be a big lumbering square-headed guy. Sure. You know, see I that's think, why I thought it was Oscar Isaac. You know, kind of. He's like, isn't he like five short, average, six? I guess, but like, yeah. That, why and not? That's, I mean, that's a little too far in the other direction. If you're creating the perfect man, you maybe want to put a couple inches on him. You know, and in a few places, if you get what I'm saying, right? Exactly. Um, but uh, no, it's uh, Jacob Elordi, who I have zero opinion on because I've not seen any of his big movies that he's he's been in. So I I don't know the name really. I'm he's sure the he's the I... second he's the other guy from Saltburn that's not Barry keegan oh who's um elvis and priscilla yes. i think yeah 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 okay. that's the other one yeah i haven't okay. seen either of those but i mean people like he's, him so yeah he's handsome in saltburn i'll give him that he's getting a lot of roles for some reason fucking you know, people you know are i drink his bath water oh i think i i think i understand that reference uh, <laughs> yeah. i've heard about that part of saltburn so that's pretty good uh, <laughs> all right well i think that's enough we gotta start we gotta not talk about bathwater anymore welcome to the weekly podcast massacre uh we are a podcast where we talk about horror films with a new theme every month this month we are wrapping up in with the new the first theme of 2024 i am your host my name is michael from portland but everyone calls me murphy i have a lovely co-host with me today yeah, hi. For the last time, it's Gizmo Greg talking about the terrors of the future. Mm-hmm. And where are you from? Oh, from Los Angeles. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. City on uh, sitting on the edge of uh, you know the the uh, <laughs> few, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> oh, he choked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I turned the corner and, ev- and, and Evolver got me you know mm-hmm. i yeah i it was too slow in the draw there do you think this movie takes place in california i think so it seems i mean like it's like a northern no it's all it's all shot in like the los angeles area yeah um oh sure yeah and, and the i think i saw like walnut california which okay. was not a city that immediately jumped to mind like where it is um but when they're like driving around in the suburbs i kind of kept getting the like arizona new mexico vibe like a um like a breaking bad it kind of felt like those neighborhoods it's out it's it's kind of yeah so i'm looking at where it is now uh yeah it's it's a little bit out in like not rural california but like approaching rural california but it's still the I, I think you would still call it the greater Los Angeles area. Mm, um, okay. But it, it's kind of more like Disneyland esque. You know, Disneyland's a little, you know a bit like an hour or so south of LA, um, depending on traffic and all. So it's kind of like east of Disneyland. It looks like, um, which okay. that that area does kind of run sort of rural sometimes. So you're not too far off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, this is we are talking about Evolver. 
a direct-to-video <laughs> movie from 1995, distributed by Trimark Pictures. It's 91 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg, this is your first time viewing, correct? Uh, yeah. Because my... you would have been... Oh, this this would have been episode this, this would have been episode one of the podcast if I had known about it. Um, yeah, I was one when this came out. Yeah, um, look, my my big question to you is how the fuck did you learn about this movie? Uh, and why wouldn't I don't you tell? Know. Why wouldn't you bring it up sooner? I saw it so long ago. I mean, it it, it came out when I was eight. Yeah, so it must have been like by ninety seven. Like I know I had the the VHS and then a DVD of this at one wow. point. So you, up, like, you upgraded I've, I've formats. I've enjoyed this movie for decades now. I'm still waiting for that's, the Blu-ray to come out. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, what an age we live in where we can just pull it up on on free on the Roku channel with ads. <laughs> you Roku. Know? Yeah. The same as we did for Blood Diner, another mm-hmm. just like real classic. Um, yeah, but that like had so like this movie theatrical distribution. This was like I- I'm shocked sure. this wasn't lost in the sands of time. I'm glad for you know, yeah. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I guess I never saw a rating, but it like they do say fuck a lot. There's some tits in it yeah. at some point, so you know it's a good time all around. Um, it's directed by, written and directed by Mark Roseman. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen any other movie that he's done. I know he did A Cinderella Story and The Perfect oh. Man, both with Hilary Duff. And then the 2009 Sorority Row, which is a remake, right? That, yeah. That has to be, yeah. I believe so. I think it's a remake of like an older uh, slasher movie, yeah. So yeah, let's go through some of the cast and then we'll do recommendations. Um this movie is starring Ethan Embry, but he was credited as Ethan Randall in this movie as Kyle Baker, or Baxter, excuse me, you know, from Dutch, Can't Hardly Wait. Like, every 90s movie you can yeah. think of of the top of your head, Vegas Vacation, Empire Records. Yeah. I know him mainly from a Fox television show that was kind of like x-files for teenagers with the internet called freaky links which i am i noticed that all of the episodes are on youtube so i am very interested in checking this out interesting see i okay i didn't recognize him uh, you know really but then when i looked at his mdb the first thing that jumped out to me is he's in uh first man the um ryan gosling movie the ryan gosling by yeah by uh damien chazelle yeah, and then he's also in a, a favorite that I have not seen since I was like, you know, maybe like a like a middle schooler. But that thing you do, a movie I I loved and I saw. Oh, but right. yeah, he's in that, which goes to you said he's in every single '90s movie ever made. So mm-hmm. makes sense he's in that. Yeah, but um, yeah, and actually, like, is it, is it weird to say he's actually pretty good in this? Like, I think I, he's... I don't think he's bad i think all of the performances are very direct-to-video-esque and, I, I yeah you know, but for what it is they're, they're i was suitable kinda, it's fine yeah for what it is i wasn't like annoyed with him ever he's playing like such yeah. a stereotype of like the computer whiz like kind of detached like gen x teenager but like mm. he's not annoying. With some great style did you oh, see yeah. all that clothing he was wearing oh my oh, god yeah the tie-dye shirt with a vest on 
But, like, when he's being confronted about, like, the recording thing, like, his whole attitude is just, it was very good. I'm like, just, like, not good, but, like, his whole, like, you know, like, I don't give a fuck. It's believable. Like, fuck off. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, okay, yeah, I did a shitty thing. Like, you know, get over it. Um, Which, look, it's a pretty heinous, shitty thing, but but still, yeah. Sorry, (laughs) continue with the cast. I think he was in every 90s movie that Devin Sawa wasn't in. Yeah. They were the ones going up for every role. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I I could absolutely see that. Uh, (laughs) And introducing Cassidy Ray. This was her future future debut Mm -hmm. as Jamie Saunders. You have Chance Quinn as Zach Renzetti, uh, given some big Murph energy in this movie. <laughs> well, that's uh, hmm, interesting. I don't know if you want to be associated with uh, with Zach in this film, but <laughs> not really. But like, just his demeanor most of the time, I was like, okay, yeah, I, I get uh, yeah, it. I, I get it. Yeah, the general sort of like kind of attitude a little bit. I can. See I it. understand what people see when they look at me now, and <laughs> I, I get some some soul searching <laughs> to do now. Yeah. I'll have to uh, relook at my programming. Um, <laughs> we have Cindy Pickett as Melanie Baxter, the mom. Uh, do you know what you know her from? In one of the most famous movies of all time. Wait, really? I, I looked her up and I don't remember now. No, she is the she is Ferris Bueller's mom. Right, I did see this. Look, oh, yeah. oh my God! Wait, how do we not realize this? She's a returning champion. Is she? It just came up first. That, yeah, Sleepwalkers. She's uh, Mrs. Robertson. The incestuous oh. mom, I think. Right? No, not the incestuous one. Um, she must be some other role. Okay. But, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, the Borg Queen from yes. Star Trek. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. Funny enough, we'll Alice, skip to him right Alice, now. We have Alice John Delancey. Oh yeah, as Russell Bennett, another Star Trek alum. Yeah, look, I love him. I love John Delancey. He's been in so many good things, like Breaking Bad. He's incredible in that. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I usually really love seeing John Delancey. Could not have been more boring in this movie. <laughs> like, it was such a big letdown. What you didn't like how he was giving the stop command? Oh God, Phoenix Eight, delete, delete. Yeah. Oh, why would command... you make your like command to start to right. stop whatever is killing people a very long string? But command of words. Uh, command not found. Let me just do the exact same thing, even though it just didn't work. You know. Yeah. You have Nasira Nicola <laughs> as uh, Ali Baxter, Paul Dooley as Jerry Briggs. Yeah. And this is the one that we I learned in real time on the podcast it's last fucking week. Crazy. William H. Macy as Evolver, <laughs> who is uncredited. I kept listening for it, and, like, there's some deliveries I'm like, yeah, and then other ones that, you know, I guess too much modulation, I really can't tell. Right. Um, But fascinating. So I looked, I looked it up. I did the timeline. This is a year before uh, Fargo, as well as Down Periscope, another movie we talked about. Oh, yeah, about we just talked about it recently. Podcast recently. recently. Yeah. Uh, the Cell, I believe. Yeah. So he was uh, nominated for Best Supporting Oscar that year. Do you know who won in 1997? For Best Supporting? Best Supporting. Uh, 97. Um... I could I could tell you a line and you will be like, okay, yeah, they, that's right, why yeah, they won. Do it. Show me the money. 
Oh, so yeah, it was uh, what's his fucking face? Uh, but for, yeah, the Jerry Maguire is the movie, um, right? Cuba Gooding, Cuba, you know, Cuba, Cuba, Cuba himself. Cuba. Yeah, right. which look, I, 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 Jerry Maguire is a great movie. I've never really been on board with like, oh, that's an Oscar-winning performance, though. You know, like he's he's pretty I saw good. It the once for yeah. blank check, but I'm eh, I'm whatever. Yeah, he's pretty good. It's just it's just kind of he's he's charismatic for sure, but like yeah, it's kind of a wild win to me. That is also the English Patient Year, which won like a fuck ton of awards. It got so <laughs> it got like Best Picture, Costume Design, Music, Cinematography, so many things in it. Um, and then I also do want to shout out conceptual design of Evolver by Jim Salvati. Uh, I think this is kind of one of the real singing points of the movie is just evolver as a robot and the way he looks and is designed uh it's really just a beautiful it's fun thing that like i i would love to have just in my corner you know just sitting there put a little hat on him it'd be yeah. great yeah it is like a little more like it, it's it's a better prop than you would expect for something like this you know and then when you see it change and go through all its little transformations mm-hmm. you're like oh that's actually kind of impressive like yeah it does like make a difference whenever it has a evolves change. you could say greg yeah look i have to go on a, a teeny bit of a tangent right here because as i was looking at the evolver imdb like just trying to do cleanup of go was there anyone else i wanted to talk about i i, I scrolled down a little bit further to the more like this section and there is a movie on here very fitting called the resonator miskatonic U, and so i'm like wait a minute resonator miskatonic could this possibly be and i click on it and sure enough it is a remake of from beyond from full moon pictures so charles band remaking the movie he like produced essentially wow yeah, it came out in 2021. It looks like absolute dog shit. Like the what? the the CGI alone in this thing is fucking crazy bad. But it is Charles, straight up. A, what are you doing? Yeah, but it's got the purple thing. The resonator looks almost exactly the same. Like, and then I scrolled down to more like this from that movie. I'm so sorry to, to go into this tangent. I didn't know, but there there's a movie called Beyond the Resonator with a guy that looks exactly like Jeffrey. You know, he he's dressed like Jeffrey comes in Reanimator with the needle but it's apparently a sequel to this movie. And then there's a movie hmm. called Curse of Reanimator, Curse of the Reanimator, uh, also from the same people. I think I know that one. Yeah, there's also one called Herbert West Reanimator. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is Okay, I can't keep doing this. The direct-to-market... Aren't there like six Reanimator movies? They made well, there was Reanimator, three... Bride, Beyond Reanimator. There was those three with Jeffrey Combs. That's the only three he did. Oh, uh, okay. Um, these other ones, I think, are Charles Band just cashing in. But, yeah. Well, that's I, what you, you know do, what? Greg. Look, I'm sorry for going on this tangent, but it makes kind of, kind of makes sense that this happened recently because in the remake of Castle Freak that came out in 2020, which is also an H.P. Lovecraft story, they, like, imply a Lovecraft cinematic universe... And this must be all coming out of that, which is really stupid. Yep. Um, anyway, let's talk about Evolver, please. Marvel, Get me off Marvel of this. ruined cinema. Yeah. Uh, well, before we talk about Evolver, we have to talk about some other things that are non-horror based. Okay. Uh, Greg, have you been reading, watching, playing anything? Baldur's Gate 3, yes, we know. That's it. Uh, I mean, stop the conversation right there. We, I, well, you know, partly because we haven't, it's only been a, a few days since we last recorded. So it, I haven't had a lot of time to like take in other things, but with the, all my free time, 
Albin Baldur's Gate. Uh, I I'm 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 locked in too hard, man. It's it's so good. Uh, you know, I've gotten to Act Two of the game after playing for okay. I think, seventy hours now. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but it's fantastic. I I can't get enough. I got into respecting so all is... my characters. And like now it's not just, yeah. like Starfield where I play for a hundred hours and I'm like, I'm still not really sure if I enjoy this. <laughs> no, I got very into this almost right away. Like, um, and I was fighting com finding combat to be very difficult, but then I started like respecting my, you know, you go back and you re-level up your characters and pick different paths and stuff. And I started doing that and like really like honing in on how to, you know, effectively build a good character and now it's got a lot more fun where I feel like I'm able to actually stand my ground in combat. I'm not just like constantly healing and and dying and, you know, having to like uh, reload the game seven million times in order to like get through one fight. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, th that's been a lot of fun. So, yeah, I, that's it. It's only been Baldur's Gate. <laughs> well, that's fun. I finished Andor. And while I did really like it, I there are some things where I'm like, wow, I don't know if you guys really know what you're doing just with the universe in general. And I mean, that just even with them announcing the Mandalorian and Grogu. Oh, yeah, that shit. Me, yeah. I mean, that's you're yeah. completely like creatively bankrupt. You don't know what you're doing. Um, the, there were just so there were a couple points where it, they made the Empire a little too comedically evil yeah and i yeah. was I, like okay i guess so i mean um these are the these are the really guys that, that, that blow up an entire planet in the first movie That's so true you know. i mean but that doesn't seem as comedically evil like it's more like oh shit but um you know scarsgard is so good in this role and yeah. there's so many other things that i like but i just i don't feel like they're giving us enough Especially just for a first season of like, okay, why are we even going into this? Like, the Mon Mothra stuff, I loved her performance, I loved the setup, and then by the end of the season, I was like, you didn't do anything the whole time. Yeah. It was just kind of this like, ugh. I mean, it, it's, it, it does, I, I mean, yeah, I loved Andor too, but like, it, it does still suffer from that idea of like, well, they know there's going to be a second season, so we're like building to all these things and that i do think there was a lot of really satisfying things in this in this first season though everything with andy circus like he was fucking oh, great. incredible the, yeah. the prison while well, part of it is like some of the comedically evil of like how big his sentence is for nothing mm -hmm. um well that's very like like I, like uh brazil you know that's what it kind of felt like to me yeah a little bit not not as incompetent right Maybe maybe too egotistical. And one of the things I'm finding is that they're not doing any, like, main characters as aliens. You get some aliens throughout, but, like... Yeah. When I think of Star Wars, I think of Chewbacca being, like, an integral part of the team. Oh, yeah. And he's yeah. an alien. Right, exactly. And I just... We haven't gotten that in any of these shows. I guess Grogu is... But he's a fucking baby. He's a baby and, like, he's... Yeah, exactly. He doesn't speak or... He's a fucking 50-year-old right. baby. Yeah. No, I, I feel you Ugh. on that. Um, no, I hey, I totally agree with that. One of my big problems with all of the Star Wars stuff past a certain point, because I think the prequels still do it fairly well, uh, except for a few key moments. But, like, um, uh, 
they start out doing and they they think they distance themselves from this for a, a for a specific reason. But when you watch the older Star Wars movies, any creature that's not human, like that's an alien, they either speak their own language, right? They speak a completely foreign language like Jabba or Greedo or any of those Greedo. guys. Or Chewbacca. Yes. Or they have a very particular way of speaking like Yoda, right? Like, or like, um, what's the, what's the, Bib the Nemoidians. Yeah. The so that's what I'm getting at. I think that I really love that about those old movies because it makes them, it makes the aliens feel, you know, otherworldly. But then when you get to Phantom Menace, he went way too far with it. You know what I mean? Where it's like they're mm-hmm. straight up talking in these like crazy offensive stereotypical accents. And I think he scales back on it a little bit in the other two movies. Like Dexter Jetster just kind of talks like he just talks like a like a Brooklyn diner owner. You know what I mean? Like right. oh, Obi Wan like Kenobi, yeah. diner, yeah, clones. yeah, exactly. Uh, so then you, when you watch like the sequels though, and like any of the even like the animated stuff uh, before the sequels, there's so many aliens that just speak with like normal human accents. To the point right, where you, like then you get to like yes exactly then you get to the even to like fucking in solo where John Favreau's voicing an alien and he just talks like John Favreau and I'm like this doesn't feel special anymore with a Brooklyn accent exactly yeah. I'm like this doesn't feel yeah. like otherworldly or like special they're just like they're just like other guys now they're just like oh it is another guy that happens to have four arms and I'm like that's a little different than like Greedo and A New Hope you know. I agree. I just I wish they would like incorporate that a little bit more in the shows. I get yeah. like I am gonna watch Ahsoka. They have like all I, the essential Ahsoka eventually. Clone Wars. Yeah, right. I, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but then I did go see American Fiction. Nice, and it's really good. Uh, not great. Like so many good performances, and the the story is very interesting. I the, actually the thing that I want the most is to read the two books that are, like, kind of in contention in the movie, that Issa Rae's book and then Jeffrey Wright's book, because they have a conversation, to the both of them, towards the end of the movie, and where, like, they're not seen eye-to-eye, and I really want to, like, read both of their works to be like, okay, so why do you think this, but right. you don't think this other thing <laughs> is... Is what it is. I mean, hey, I'm it's just a, like very curious. Yeah, it's a good sign. The movie made you like interested in their work, you know, like their fictional yeah. work. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, and as I put in my letterbox review, whoever picked out Jeffrey Wright socks like is a <laughs> genius. Like, every time, like he was without shoes, I was like, "That's a fucking great pair of socks." I I wish I could find that right now. So hell yeah, th- that's that's awesome. my recommendation. Sock recommendation of the week let's talk about this movie oh please uh, it opens with a 3d grid of evolver it's a little too long mm. but the movie's 91 minutes so i feel like they were really trying to to get past that 89 minute mark y- yeah they're like all right let's just add a little something i thought it was i thought it was fine i actually was really worried it was gonna go on longer than it did there was gonna be way more of this like that would have ruined it for me um I was going to say, I, I, it did immediately make me regret not choosing Lawnmower Man for this month. Um, you know, Ugh, that would have been, been fucking incredible. Uh, yeah. And you're never going to match the VR segments from Lawnmower Man. Like, that, that's that's unbeatable. So, you know. Well, uh, that's, I mean, that's what we start with is is Kyle is playing at a yeah. VR arcade. 
Um, he's getting to the final level. He's finally going <laughs> to pass 100,000 points. Zach, his best sleazy, um, slick back hair friend, is taking bets. <laughs> Quote unquote Italian um, friend. Yeah, just uh, be sure to be, he's the Italian kid. There's no way around it. His name is Renzetti. So, exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, I still don't really know how betting works. And right? so he's yeah. like, 10 to 1. I'm like, I don't know. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Um, the Dwight, the kind of bully of the movie, takes the bet that Kyle's going to choke. And as he's playing, he gets to the final level, and all of a sudden, a new player emerges, and they kind of, like, distracts Kyle. He gets shot and melts. I love how, like, the last level is kind of a hall of mirrors. Yeah. Like, a futuristic hall of mirrors. Really cool. And you get to see yourself melt as a game over. And um, he's really upset because he just ruined, she just ruined his chance right. to win the Evolver contest. And she's like, uh, you don't have to worry, because I'm not into dolls. Great line. Honestly, okay, look, I, I'm not, I don't know so what it is. So many good lines in this movie. Yeah, honestly. I don't know if it's just my expectations were in the toilet once I realized what this actually was going to be. But I was, I was impressed by both uh, Cassidy Ray and Ethan Embry, or whatever his, his actual name is. Like, I was actually kind of like, man, they're actually both kind of good in this. And yeah, right away, I was like, she had that line. I'm like, that's a good line. Like, she did pretty well with it. I feel like that her, again, her character is another stereotype that's kind of like, you know, oh, the the girl who's just as good as the guys, right? Like, well, you know, but... It, the new kid in town. Yeah. Divorced she, parents. She's going, like, she's, they have a she's lot got to a, bond over. Yeah, she's got a lot in terms of, like, very typical, you know, writing. But, like... I, again, I wasn't annoyed by her, which was like a huge plus. I'm mean, like, oh, actually, like I kind of like most of her lines, and like they actually play off each other pretty well. Like, yeah, I was gonna say I had an image. We talked about like him taking these bets and stuff, and not knowing how you know, oh, ten to one. I had an image of Adam Sandler as Howard Ratner in the crowd, like also taking bets, you know, <laughs> like betting a fucking African blood gem on. Uh, on Kyle winning the Evolver oh, I'll take, contest. I'll take those odds. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It ends with Evolver shooting him in the, the face. Sadly, cum. but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I just came all over your Evolver doll. <laughs> um, oh my god. We cut to Cybertronics. A great name for a company. Lovely. Yes. Amazing. Uh, we get to meet Evolver and Paul Dooley, John Delancey. I love that they're, we get to see the HUD screen that yeah. Evolver sees. And like it kind of changes over time, but that's just a really fun little thing. It's, it's a simple effect, but they do it well. It's also um, a great trope in here that I really love. When, I want to say scientists, but I guess this is more like smart people, engineers are using equipment for, like, edible purposes. So oh, as yeah. they go on, like, John Delancey, there's coffee, like, in an Erlenmeyer flask, you know, pours them a little bit. There's sugar in a beaker, kind of, you know, dots it yeah. in. Uh, real fun stuff. Something about, like, it just, it, the it, they only had so much, I feel like it's, it's because they only had so much time in this location, but all of the scenes, like, that they cut to of them talking about Evolver in the lab, they're all like a like a minute flat. It's like you very quickly cut to John Delancey 
they say a few lines of exposition and then they immediately cut away as fast as they can. Like, I think they had, like, no footage, like, in this location, you know, or you only had, like, Prob- I mean, you know what it probably is? John and Lancey had, like, he had, like, two hours between days on Star Trek. It's like, yeah, oh, I gotta go, I'm, I'm shooting six more episodes of Next Generation in ten minutes, so, like, we're just, let's just get the, get through this as fast as we can. Most of the, his time is probably for, like, his demise at yeah, the end. Yeah, exactly. Like, the effects and everything. So we got to be quick. Also, part of this is that the there's not really any spectacular direction. It's a very kind of flat movie. Yeah. Almost. There, there's no real frills. That doesn't necessarily, like, I don't want to detract it from that because it is direct-to-video, but it is almost like cookie cutter. A little very bit, first yeah. movie. Yeah. 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 I, I would still say, though, it's, it's, it's somewhat effective, like, regardless you know it's very just Mm -hmm. like workman like i don't know we'll get to it more when we talk about evolver himself but like the way they amp up slow like they keep amping up his menace i actually thought to be pretty good again just like Mm -hmm. as the levels progress and he physically changes and then you see like they do a good job establishing things too like um when he's like mapping the house out and you see him bump into stuff into whatever and then there's a very very the step there's a right. very yeah it's so quick that little like the way they pay that off of Kyle just noticing oh shit he learned to go up the step right like right. that's a really good uh, little touch yeah <laughs> later on in his room he's like what's this kaleidoscope a weapon mm-hmm. and then later on at the very end he uses that to his advantage to yeah uh, take the mom and Ali hostage. Like, yeah, oh, there, yeah, there are really nice, like, little setups and payoffs in and this I, movie. This is why this is look writer director Mike Mark Rossman. <laughs> you know, like he he honestly does know setup and payoff. Like, it does all work. Yeah. Uh, we have you know Kyle is a computer genius. He's hacking into Cybertronics and seeing that he's number two in the ranking. Zach is kind of like, well, just, you know, fix it. You you were going to win, and this, you know, girl came in and screwed up your game. He's like, eh, you know, don't want to. Uh, we see that the his little sister is downstairs cooking a meatloaf, fixing a salad. We have the uh, single real estate mom who's going on a lots of dates. Uh, I think, like, it's really funny. She's on the phone a lot in this movie to, like, yeah some real estate partner and she's constantly like just fax it to me yeah, yeah. i know what house it you're talking about just fax it to me well she's like a 90s like power mom you know she's got on things the go to do. yeah she's got business to do exactly she's got a hot date okay? yes once again all of these things are all cliches that i got got me really worried and then none of them ended up being as bad as I expected. Like the fucking yeah. I I hate what's one of my my most disliked things ever is the stupid wise beyond their years kid, you know that like and her first line is pretty bad where it's like you know oh you're gonna go see Mister Wright tonight huh it's like no child actually talks this way but beyond well, that no, I think her first line is that like her meatloaf is gonna be dry right, that's yes exactly but again all that stuff just got me really worried I'm like oh she's gonna be like the mom of the family because like the mom's doing other yeah. things and like whatever but no she ended up just being like a normal kid mostly <laughs> like yeah uh, uh, I like Zach has a line that I think like wraps it up pretty well nice family you got here a computer vidiot an eight-year-old going on 32 <laughs> and the love connection <laughs> fucking ridiculous 
Sounds uh, like something right out of my mouth. Exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, we have a, a, sh- a scene of J- uh, Delancey, and it just says "sword" on on the sc- computer screen, and he says, "This time you will be perfect." Mm. Yeah. Not you know totally out, normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, turns out Kyle uh, hacked in and changed the ranking. He now is winning the evolver thing. Um, they come home. The mom is not happy because she didn't get told. And they start, you know, going through it. Oh, you know, they're explaining how it works. He starts mapping the house. Uh, they have little uh, laser guns and glasses. And no one has beat Evolver at level four before. Mm. But if anyone can do it, you know, uh, Kyle can. Ali says something like, you bet on it. And then Kyle's even like, uh, I actually wouldn't do that. um no this stuff's great i love the jargon they throw out it's 40 times more powerful than your average neural net Mm -hmm. um i feel like neural net was such a hot button like word in the 90s especially it's like something that um dell would use like dude you're getting a dell Mm-hmm. Are you and it's, even and it's old enough to remember that net. one? No, I know oh it though. God. I've heard, I know that from references. Yeah, but I know oh, it. God. Yeah, it was a Del, Del, the Dell guy. Yeah, yeah, I know because that was in Scary Movie Eight or whatever fucking bullshit parody no, movie. Legitimately, I think I know it from Comedy Bang Bang referencing it. But you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Jamie stops by to apologize, and then they play the game. Yeah, and. It's honestly kind of boring. Like oh. it's it's not very hard. Yeah, this is my big thing about this movie. Um, we, you talked earlier about not knowing what it's rated, and you know it's a home, straight to video, so yeah, ratings really matter. But yeah, you have nudity later on, some fucks, some you know harsh language, a little bit of violence, like not nothing crazy, a teeny but bit. yeah. But all of the scenes of them like playing with with Evolver. They look like Gushers commercials. Like, I kept expecting a dog to do a double take at some point. Or, like, a, you know, to look at the camera and his eyes, like, bug out of its head. Like, right. you know, seeing how much juice like they can fit on into a, a gusher. Yeah, exactly. It's it's so yeah. 90s candy commercial that, like, it really threw me off. I'm like, okay, this is, this is like... First of all, I had me asking, why did Murph pick this? Like, how is this a horror movie? <laughs> but then, they do pepper in that sinister music... Once uh, Evolver, I was just about yeah. to say the music is fucking baller. I love it's, it. It's really fun. Yeah, it's great. And he's, he repeatedly shoots a little girl in the head with foam balls. Like, and like okay, she, yeah. well, he thinks that she's dead. And goes kill, <laughs> you know, kill confirmed. And then was like, I'm not dead yet. Kill not confirmed. And it drives him insane. He starts, like, yeah. assaulting her with these pellet balls. Um, I guess we should talk about, like, the design of Evolver. He's, what, like, th- three feet tall? Yeah. He's got, like, eight wheels on on his uh, feet. Yeah. Barrel-chested. He's got one cannon arm that can go oh, 360. It's so good. And then, like, a Johnny Five hand. Yeah. Uh, great! I I love it so much. He, it's, he, it's a beautiful design. He looks like if he if you take the Rocky Four robot, you know, and you kind of just like squish it down a little bit, it kind of looks right. like like Evolver. 
It's like a, right. if, a, if Evolver yeah. got a super mushroom from Mario, he would grow into the Rocky Four robot, you know? Um, <laughs> I, I want to see a spinoff where Evolver fights the Rocky Four robot, where it's, it turns out that Rocky has trained the robot to box, and, and Evolver challenges him because Evolver hates losing, you know? Well, I was going to say at some point, I, what, the one that I want to see is Evolver in Chopping Mall. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's great. Exactly. Yeah. Evolver wants to play, wants to I feel play like with them. Yeah. Though Those Chopping Mall robots need just a, a tiny dash of personality. They don't have anything. They have great, like, you know, deliveries in, um, what, what's the line that they always say? Uh, oh, what is it? I've only seen the movie a single time. There is an alternate world, alternate reality, where we watched both Lawnmower Man and Chopping Mall and had a pretty great jing. I mean, look, this is all fun. We had a great time. But, like, uh, that would also have been pretty good if we if we had watched those instead. Uh, well, it, by the end of it, Kyle wins and uh, Evolver transforms into level two. I love, like, his head kind of yeah. comes. I love with the little neck and, like, it's a good... It's a good view. He can like tilt the head a little bit more, give some more, you know, uh, emote to mm-hmm. to what he's saying. He asked if they want to play again, and they're like, "Nah, it's okay." So he <laughs> he goes and vacuums up all of his ammo. Just just ingenious. I yeah. I love just the design. He you don't have to pick him up. He does it himself. Love it. Kyle is going through the uh, manual upstairs, chapter two. Electronic Warfare Doctrine. What the <laughs> fuck did they give this kid? Dude, oh god, it's so funny. And I love that. Okay, so, I mean, just to kind of cut ahead a little bit, because, like, this is called kind of peppered in throughout, but they, they'll just, you know, sporadically cut to John Delancey and Paul Dooley, which, by the way, Paul Dooley is is uh, wimpy from Robert Altman's Popeye, which is playing at okay. a theater here in Los Angeles this Saturday, and I did just watch The Long Goodbye, so I'm like, hey, do I keep the Altman train rolling? Do I go see Popeye? I think the answer is yes. So, Which is uh, funny, because I just bought my tickets today to McCabe and Mrs. Miller. Did you really? Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, wow. Hey, 20, Monday, 2024 going. is the year of Altman, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Because I after Long Goodbye, I am absolutely watching more stuff. Um, Dude, anyway. you got to get to McCabe and Mrs. Miller. So okay, good. Yeah. Yes, I, 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 I got to see it. Um. But uh, they keep they keep cutting to them talking and like there's it's very hilarious that this movie is like oh no the CEO is like kind of like good natured and just wants to entertain kids right. right it's just like no I just want kids to have a fun time like that's all I want I have no other sinister motives and it's the dastardly like programmer who like comes from the well you the hire a department. weapons manufacturer yeah exactly to, like, create a children's toy. Yeah, like, yeah. It's it's basically like the Steve uh uh Bill Hicks bit about like, oh, you know, we made uh asbestos a childhood toy. Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's like I feel like you know, you watch like Robocop and it's like the company is just bad, top to bottom. It's like everybody there sucks and like the you know, the militarization of the police is absolutely like a theme and like, you know, the idea of the, you know, everything getting private whatever but you watch this movie and it's like no the ceo is like a friendly guy who just wants to you know give the kids a good time and like is really mad when their products are hurting people 
as as you're talking about that scene where they're they're watching like oh this little girl was upset and uh delancey's like well you know i'll pull it but it's gonna take eight months yeah that means no christmas toys you know for what you to and sell. that's that's so much like the fucking Westworld thing of like, hey, do we shut down the park? And you're like, yeah, but then you know the cost of operating, like just all that bullshit. You're right, one hundred percent. I did, I did think about Westworld a lot during this. That idea of like, we talked about there with Michael Crichton saying, you know, no, it's the technology itself is not the problem. It's it's us putting ourselves into the technology, and that's one hundred percent what's going on here. Is is John Delancey has some sort of weird thing of some sort of bloodless deep inside of him that he like put into evolver for whatever reason he hates losing well, you know he, so he no he says he wanted to save soldiers lives that was right. the whole point of it oh I, but that's and the thing in, is he wanted in to the s- flashback yeah. we see four soldiers get gunned down by the <laughs> robot he made and i don't know if that if it's intentionally like talking about but what you mean by saving soldiers lives is killing other killing people. other people it, people right. are still dying it's, evolver is still designed to kill yeah so that Crichton thing though is like you know oh I, we put ourselves into it he's thinking i'm putting this protective nature into it but it's actually no you're putting the killer instinct in it yeah so mm-hmm. what i'm trying to say is evolver has layers and themes okay like this is he's not like just an onion your... yeah yes exactly <laughs> uh he's also power hungry and oh I yeah don't, i don't mean just like donald trump <laughs> You know, he wants actual power. Um, you know, he's been charging and Kyle pulls him out. He's like, more. He's like, no, no, you've had enough. That's the thing. You why know, he's like why doesn't why doesn't Kyle let him charge more though? That is kind of a dick move. Like he's like, telling he's not you he needs the power. power. Bill, so uh, okay. yeah, why not? Fair enough. That's weird. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, true. Yeah, yeah. But uh It's I probably also... Allie that like writes all the checks yeah. for the power. That's exactly. It's she's like the Book of Henry. She's like the Henry from Book of Henry of this family. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm glad you nodded your head because you've seen Book of Henry. I have not seen Book of Henry, but I Wait, did really? listen to the Blank Check episode about them talking about it. It's unbelievable. I was going to say, though, if if Naomi Watts wanted to be in this movie, it would have made it a <laughs> thousand times better. Oh, yeah. But it's a very similar dynamic, though, where like Henry and that is like doing the mom's taxes while she sits on the couch right. and plays <laughs> Gears of War. It's such a bizarre fucking movie. Um, oh my god! Anyway, you mentioned like no, you know he's you mentioned he's power hungry, not like Donald Trump. But I think you're forgetting the very famous, <laughs> uh, you know, press conference. Donald Trump did stick his finger to electrical socket the entire time, <laughs> right? And was this me powering up? Yeah, <laughs> it was a very very strange time, 2017. You know, that was the same uh, one <laughs> where they had like all the binders that were actually <laughs> <Yeah>. empty. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that see that kind of distract everybody from from his of his like weird power socket thing but it did happen <laughs> uh kyle starts hacking into him and is very impressed by all the code that's in there uh he sees that sword is something in there and we find out that the objectives are infiltrate attack destroy enemies so he has kind of a one-track mind yes kyle turns him off and then goes to bed i an, a great teenager trope of like there's lots of magazines in his bed and he just he doesn't just gets in and they just fall out. Oh yeah, I mean I th- I feel I feel but like then, I, yeah I feel like I still kind of do that sometimes. It's just like oh there's just shit in my bed. Whatever, I'm just gonna sleep next to it and it'll fall off. Yeah, fucking twenty year olds. Hey, um, <laughs> hey. But then Evolver turns himself on 
and we see the hand coming towards Kyle in a very menacing form. Yeah. And then he plugs it right back into a socket. Look, very quickly after this scene, this movie takes a turn for the for the you know for the perverted. <laughs> but even before that, Thank I you. was even. <laughs> Even before that, I was making jokes in my notes about this. I did say that, like, you know, it, it does seem like Evolver is going to molest Kyle in his sleep. Like, the the menacing, <laughs> like, shot of his hand, like, coming towards him. And then the very next scene is, all right, let's, like, record some probably underage women in the locker room. Like, Right. Well, know. I'm assuming they're all of age to be in the movie. And yeah, I, actually, I, well, I don't think the, actor, the actors it? are all probably of age. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope right. so. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, watching it the second time, I really did think, is the whole reason for this movie a ploy to shoot young naked women in a locker room? Okay, look, there is a streak through this movie of, like, horniness. Like, it is there. It's not, like, super, I mean, this part is pretty, uh, pretty overt. But even, like, during the whole play montage when Evolver sneaks up on mom doing the dishes and shoots her in the ass. Oh, shoots her in the butt. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have, like, Zach is hitting on her, too, of, like, you know... He does say something earlier. He does, like, hitting on the mom a little bit. But there is an undercurrent throughout this movie of, like, of, you know, sexuality. Horny teenagers. Yeah. yeah that does it's a, make it's this... It's evolving. Yeah. And again, this has this... Hey, that's it. Maybe... Maybe this is my big, this is my thesis statement for this. Evolver yeah. is about puberty. It's about coming into yourself sexually. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. All right, all right. Now I'm vibing with this. I can, I can <laughs> see the YouTube video essay now. <laughs> my score for the end of the, end of the episode is, is going up as we talk about it. Uh, yeah, so they're going to have uh, him record. We haven't even really talked about it. There's like a disk drive. He records everything. Yeah. And so... Zach is like, yeah, let's let's you know record girls in the locker room, uh, you know, it's for the good of mankind or like a public service. He says, Kyle's like, yeah, for twenty bucks a pop, and Zach replies, <laughs> well, for a good shot of Shirley Stein's Bermuda Triangle, it's Jesus worth it. Jesus Christ, ugh, ugh, this this stuff is. I mean, in, look in a in a mapping program, way, snatch, snatch. Yeah. Oh God, in a quaint way, this is all fun. Like it, it's so. It was disgusting. the '90s, Greg. I right. I don't know how, what else to tell you. Like this kind of objectification of women was normalized. We're far enough away from the '90s where I just I kind of find this is quaint a little bit. I mean, it's it's <laughs> gross. It is gross. It is really disgusting what they're doing, and uh, but it is like you think back to that time of like you know the like the kind of pervy like Porky's or something. There was a right. time in movies where this stuff was just like, oh, fun, quirky adventures that boys go on, you know? And this is like the tail end of that. I think American Pie kind of caps that off. And then everything after that, yeah. you're like, no, now you, you, you can't yeah. top a guy fucking a pie. It's, right. That's real it's, hard. It, yeah, exactly. Uh, the <laughs> One of the girls thinks he's a freshman, so they just throw the, because he's in a, like, a towel bin and he starts, uh, you know, exploring. That's when he finds Dwight uh, taking a shower <laughs> after football practice. It's it's so weird. Um, he basically puts on church clothes. Yeah. He's kind of like the bully and everything. But then he's like got really nice slacks and a blue sweater. 
you like, also really see well done. you do see a ton of his body and he puts on like yeah. the, he wraps the, the tiniest the ti- towel the, like a washcloth around him essentially <laughs> yeah and then we do say later that he is 17 years old so uh yeah i drink his shower water <laughs> okay uh <laughs> oh god he uh, basically kills him. He has the ball bearings from Kyle's room that he has loaded into his uh, arm cannon, shoots him in the eye, yeah. and uh, eventually like falls down the stairs, dead. Kill confirmed, yeah. Enemy defeated, yes. And, um, you know, they take him out. Also, at the same time, Jamie saw Evolver in the dressing room. Right. And... Um, Let's see, what was it? We we go back and there is uh Evolver is watching TV. He's watching a hostage situation. Oh my god. And this then is, this is so Allie, funny. Allie says a derogatory term about Romani people. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, she she pulls the thinner. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um and then Evolver's like, what you know, what's that? She's like, it's a knife jerk brain. You cut food with it. I swear, I'll cut your fucking throat. Back off or the bitch dies. Yeah. Back off or the bitch dies. I would have loved it. If this came out only a few years later, they could have had a scene where he turns the channel and it's Boogie Nights. And he starts saying the line, there's a, there's a, what is it? There's an ass in my wife's <laughs> there's cock. There's a cock in my wife's ass. Or there's it's, an ass in my wife's cock. Yes, is exactly. If, if, if all read when running around saying that, this would be a five five whatever movie whatever we're writing out of, yeah. Uh, but I love the TV stuff in this. Like that that thing they're watching mm-hmm. is pretty funny. Earlier on, when like Zach is watching the news, and it's like it's like the Rodney King beating or something. <laughs> like it is just like the police like wailing on a guy for whatever reason, and the newscaster says something like, "Death has become an unavoidable part of life." Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that is big news. I guess death wasn't unavoidable until 1995, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and Evolver says, new game, let's play. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's when Jamie uh. comes over to confront him about all the spying. They go up to his room and they discuss how they're both divorced kids of America. I'm a charter member, which I'm going to start saying. I think oh, that's yeah. really funny. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Evolver wants to play, but is disappointed when when they say no. So he takes Allie hostage. And, but it's but it's it, really it is it is played for like laughs. It's cute, you know. Right. When he, when he does yes. it, yeah, exactly. Oh, I guess I did hurt his feelings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they play round two. You know, still very like eh, whatever. Um, he he one like of the shoots, ball bearings. He like shoots gas out now, like or smoke out now. And they are like <laughs> coughing. They're like, Ugh! I'm like, yeah. Okay, even before he's got he, a smoke screen. Yeah, even before he like acquired lethal weapons, that's a pretty bad thing to include in your toy. Like that, it can they can just shoot a out fire smoke. hazard. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you remember, there was a um, you know Captain Planet cartoon back. You know when you were. Before you oh, were I watched Captain Planet. I watched Captain. No, there, I saw that. Yeah, but 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 during the first run, there were a bunch of toys, and there was a toy with the fire guy where it was just like a lighter, like wow. it didn't have a flame, but you would spark. 
Whoa. That's, that's what it would do continuously. And I remember having that toy taken away from me. Oh, I am. I am. Because it was too much of a Rushing a to eBay to get one of these. This sounds <laughs> yeah. like fun. <laughs> uh, there's still a ball bearing in uh, Evolver. And I guess they would have seen Jurassic Park at this time. They do the like reflection thing with the um, you know Velociraptors. Evolver shoots the mirror, and you know Kyle does the laser gun. You know level three, blah blah blah. Um, John Delancey's watching all the footage. We've basically talked about that. They investigate the boys' locker room. Um, there's a really funny one of Evolver is watched a bunch of VHS tapes, and they're just kind of strewn all over the place. I couldn't, uh, there's only one I could discern. Uh, sometimes they come back. Oh, yeah. Which is a Stephen King yeah. short story, I believe. Something yeah. like that. I think, I think I've seen that. Um, it I, wasn't very good. I'm pretty good. sure I've seen it. And then sometimes they come back again is the sequel, I believe. Uh, but anyways, Evolver is now plugging himself into the main power line of the house. And is drawing as much as he can. Yeah. I I have seen that. I gave it two stars on Letterboxd. So mm, I did not like yeah. it. Anyway, um, that stuff reminded me of From Beyond. All the stuff with the power in the basement, too. I'm just like, mm-hmm. this is a weird, like, weird parallel here. Yeah. Zach uh, comes over to steal Evolver because he wants the disc. Takes him back to his house. And uh, takes the disc out. And as he's calling his business partner... Uh, Evolver, you know, sneaks away and they decide to play a game. Evolver has a saw blade in his hand and uh, hits Zack in the leg. <laughs> he does a like a Tasmanian. Of, you know, he does a Tasmanian devil spin, which I fucking amazing, love. So amazing. Good. Yeah, yeah. Before he throws it, yeah, so good. And then Zack to hide uh, gets underneath a car that has been jacked up and to be worked on, and then Evolver lets it go. Yeah, uh, he doesn't die. He's only injured. It, but I did want to say, this is how my uncle died. Actually, wait, really? He was working. He was working on a car underneath it, and the jack or whatever like came out from under him, and he died. Whoa. I have his middle name, and Whoa. now I'm kind of, I'm kind of hesitant, or you know, wondering if Evolver has anything to do with it. <laughs> Was your uncle, like, a VR champion? Like, that might have led to him getting gifted an Evolver in his life. In 1978, I don't think so. So I'm assuming it's a Terminator situation. Oh, you think Evolver went back? I think Evolver went back in time to to kill my mother. Right, right. But it found him instead. Yeah. Right. Okay. Wow. Damn. Well, hey, the future is only what you make of what you make it. So, uh, <laughs> just keep that in mind, I guess. That, that is mm-hmm. that is gnarly. What a wow. What a way to go, right? Yeah. Seriously. Damn. Uh. So Evolver is then like, oh, I gotta go back home. He finds the VR place where, uh, you know, they do the Evolver game, <laughs> and there's two stoners. Dude, this is like 100% reshoots or like studio no- I don't know. <laughs> this is like, oh, we just need to pad this out. We need to get two more kills in here. Yeah. 
you have this movie at 83 minutes. We yeah. contractually told you 90 is the minimum. Right. Exactly. I do love these guys, though. This is this is a lot of fun. <laughs> They're smoking in the the arcade and playing um, Evolver game. I love how, like, I, I'm assuming it's level one. It looks like it's inside of a like electronic device. Yeah. Like you see all the circuit board and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, he electrocutes one of them, and then the other one, he kind of electrocutes him, I guess, and the VR headset explodes <laughs> and he's so and stoned, he's so stoned yeah. <laughs> he thinks it's real life and that evolver like are great graphics and uh evolver then kills him also by electrocuting him just with the the power from the vr game great i don't know beautiful uh zach's not dead oh they find the mini disc and they go to delancey uh, that's when Jamie just randomly shows up. They hide. They find that the sword stands for Strategic War Oriented Robotic Device. Could have come up with something a little better. Yeah. But then they watch the, the combat footage of the original Evolver. Alpha Command. Sequence Shutdown. Phoenix 8. Delete. Delete. <sighs> also, yeah, so like Evolver used to be like like nine feet tall. Right, he was like walking around <laughs> yeah. and like, yeah, heat-seeking missiles and like mm-hmm. armor-piercing laser. Yeah, no, but he did it for the good of the soldiers to save lives. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it was a, it was a good thing. They rush to a payphone, Greg. I don't I don't know if you know, but there's there were these things called payphones uh-huh. back oh. in the day. Oh, yeah. wow, yeah. Um, I don't know if you ever saw the movie Phone Booth with Colin Farrell. Oh yeah, I've and seen Forrest Whitaker and uh, and Kiefer Sutherland. Sutherland. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. Who's, I remember the, phone who's booth. the lady in that movie? Oh, it's it's somebody else, kind of notable too. Yeah, let me look it up. But um, um uh, Kate, Katie Holmes. That sounds I right. I think Katie Holmes is one because he has a wife and a mistress. So I think Katie Holmes is the mistress. Right. That's like a big thing. Is he has to like admit to her in public? Right. right yeah. Uh, you're right, Katie Holmes, and then uh, Rada Mitch- Mitchell. I don't know who Rada Mitchell is, but uh, yeah, those are the two. Uh, yeah. So he he calls back home. Allie is playing with Evolver, um, and at the same time, Delancey is seeing the footage of um, what's his name, Dwight, getting killed. Here's the thing. So if they had like, I it would have been very funny. If they had, you know, the the tape had gotten back to them of the locker room and everybody in this movie is just arrested for distributing child porn, like, that would have been <laughs> a wonderful, wonderful direction to take this. I thought you were going to say, like, they all start clapping, like, we did it, guys. We made a killing machine. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. A job. We, that's This is what we're pivoting it's, towards. Yeah. It's it's like the, the scene of Facebook or the social network where yeah. Facebook gets, like, one million users or whatever. <laughs> Um, so they're, they're playing Evolver and Alley, but now Evolver has steak knives in his arm cannon. Oh yeah. Amazing. He he calls her, what what does she call him? Jerk brain. That's right. Yeah. Jerk brain. Yeah. Uh, so she starts running. She eventually falls into a pool in the backyard. (laughs) He's like going to electrocute her. Um, God. And I just, I wish Evolver had been in Night Swim. That could have really elevated that movie to what it needed to be. I I'm so curious about it, but I don't think I'm I'm you know 
theater money curious i i I just i need to get a list or whatever the fuck it is i i gotta just do it i i paid 50 it's worth 50 cents i'll say that much okay the guys at the big picture they really enjoyed it i'm like did we watch the same movie well hey me and you will will differ sometimes i'm curious now yeah yeah uh so (laughs) there is a inflatable alligator in the pool that alley gets on just in time before uh, Evolver electrocutes the pool. He then shoots a knife at the floaty, and she should be dead. There's water. Oh, yeah, there one hundred percent. Yeah, that was yeah, that was kind of irritating. Uh, Kyle and uh, what's her name? Jamie. Lady. They Jamie. They bust in. Uh, <laughs> save Allie, and then Kyle gets the you know the laser gun and wins, and then. Just knocks Evolver into the pool. That, I kind of like this. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Where it's like, all right, level four. And he's like, nope, kick you right into the fucking pool. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. I, don't I, think I so. really enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, Delancey comes and they take away Evolver. I love that there's just a guy in the pool bringing up Evolver. Yeah. The mom has um, a great line of, like, I hope you. I hope your lawyers are better than your engineers. And I'm like, that's, that's pretty funny. <laughs> like, yeah. You guys like are going to be fucking rich. Yeah, let me tell you. <laughs> um, Imagine so if like a, they, like they a tickle, take it away, like a tickle me Elmo, like fired a steak knife at a little at a child or something. Like, oh my god, God, the the Henson Company would be bankrupt immediately. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Kyle, <laughs> you know, gets to bond with his mom. She kind of realizes I've I've been a bad mom. I haven't been here. If, she, if I was here, Revolver wouldn't have been able to, you know, watch this, as much cable this television. Movie, look, this movie does a better job with the whole absentee or, like, you know, maybe, like, a bad mom figure than, than Talk To Me does. Talk To Me establishes, like, the, the kind of shitty mom. Yeah. And that, that, like, you know, she doesn't trust the kid. She's always kind of on their asses about things, all this stuff, whatever. But it never really pays that off at all. <laughs> That's a big I... problem I had with Talk To Me. She might have been a little too old at this point, but I think returning champion D. Wallace could have oh, done yeah. a really good nah, mom not too old. role. She could have, she this. could have done this. Yeah, whatever. She can, you know, you can play mom at that age. Yeah, for sure. Right. But you're right. Well, that that would have like, been good. I feel like what is it? A year, two years later, she's in the Frighteners as like an old woman. So that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, maybe. Um. So. The, another trope that I love is like when a prisoner um, is in the back of a van that then causes the van to crash because and it, it's Delancey yeah. gets a Volver to start working, it like knocks him out and then grabs the driver. Oh god! And is, like chokes him, and it's a pretty a, good a, stunt. A wonderful stunt. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it's practical. It's real. It's not like fucking Ferrari. You know <laughs> that that piece of shit. Yeah, that hack, yeah. Michael Man. Watch Evolver. Learn how it's done. Yeah, fucking um, fucking man could take some a thing or two from Mark Roseman. Exactly. Yeah, I will say as I get older, like I used to take the cars flipping and all this stuff for granted, but now I just like, especially after like you know working in the industry a little bit. The logistics of doing these things is so yeah like complicated and like seeing it pulled off like this, you're like, damn, like that is it, it gets more impressive the older I get, like all these things. You because know? it's it's not just like the van 
that wrecks. It's the van hitting other cars yes. and doing like ginormous flips. Um, yeah, you get fire effects. You get John Delancey on fire, and even and even in this like shitty direct-to-video movie where like you know we opened with like sub lawnmower man VR footage, like they did do this actual car stunt, and it like it just looks real. I, like that's yeah, this was it's, it's awesome. This was a quarter of the budget. Evolver's yeah. designs were a quarter of the budget. Right, exactly. The house that they they rented was. A fourth of the budget, yeah. Oh no, no, no! Um, that that house is is like that's like Mark Rossman's house or something. Like, I I, right. I, I think I in think the that, suburbs, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so Evolver gets out of the car, starts sucking up some of the gas, and then uh, kills Delancey, <laughs> who's doing the shutdown, and it doesn't work. You know, he's doing the Phoenix Eight, delete, delete, yeah. delete this, and fucking Evolver kills him. This is where I started. Great- I started Great. to hear, yeah. I started to hear Warm-liners. more as the as the movie went on. I started to hear more Macy in it. You know, like it, it came out a little more around for the delete this. I think I really heard it there. But yeah, great uh, stuff. He That's transforms super again, uh, level four now. Uh, Kyle said that he was going to take Jamie home. Uh, he, he's we didn't even talk about it. He's a scooter kid. He's got a fucking sweet ass Vespa. And runs out of gas, and Jamie's kind of like, "Was this a move?" Which was a thing at some point. Yeah, like, that was the move. Like, oh god, I ran out of gas. They've I guess been, like, we're just gonna have to make out now. Yeah, they've been like flirting throughout, and like I think the chemistry right. is actually not bad. Like, you know, uh, again, they didn't annoy me, but I also just kind of feel like I don't know. It kind of as as she gets more interested in. In Kyle, her character starts to kind of just vanish. She just becomes like right. his, his girlfriend, you know? Like, yeah. She's just kind of there to support him. But as they're kissing, we see the streetlights start to flicker. Cut to Evolver at a power station. He's <laughs> tapping directly into the source now. Oh my god. I see. The power at the at the main house is now out. I was gonna say, with him getting so much power and like level four and evolving, his last stage is pretty disappointing. You know, I feel like you needed him to get larger. You need him to go back to his like military size. You know, no, you have to make it more compact, harder to like the bullseye, like because that's I, one of the things. I, yeah, I get that, the sensor area that keeps getting smaller and smaller. But, but cinematically, it's not satisfying when you get to level four and he's like physically smaller. You know what I mean? Well, like, maybe he's smaller, but this motherfucker can go up and down stairs now. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Oh my god! Wow. You mentioned RoboCop earlier. Right. Fuck, Ed two hundred nine could never yeah, do this. Ed, that's true, man. You're right. You're right. God, throw in another robot. I want to see him fight. Ed to a nine versus Evolver. Uh. Uh, Kyle and Jamie, they they come across the wreck, and Kyle's trying to tell them, like, oh, there's a killer robot on the loose. And I just love the cops, like, yeah, whatever, kid. Go tell it to the people at the station. Yeah. And they just run off. So, so um, quick, Evolver? If I, look, AI is not good, right? Like, AI-generated art, all, all usually pretty shitty, bad, takes jobs from people. But... If I could AI generate a movie like and watch it tonight, a movie of like the Avengers of like eighties, nineties robots, you know, you get Ed two and nine, you get the Rocky Four robot, you get Evolver, right. 
You get, uh, I'm sure, like the Terminator. Uh, what's the the Lost in Space robot? Oh yeah, um, Robbie. Fuck, what is he? Robbie, Robbie the robot? Something like that. Yeah, Robbie the robot. Exactly. You get uh, the torture droid from Return of the Jedi. You get all cinema's great robots in one movie together, like, and they pull off an Ocean's Eleven style heist or something. That's what I was just about to say, yeah. Greg. They they have to do like an Ocean's Eleven or an Expendables type movie. Yeah, because that's the thing; they're all coming together for the first time. Oh yeah, exactly. And you have like you know they're they're kind of their their leaders gonna be like, oh man, who would I think? Um. Uh, the leader is like Yul Brenner from Westworld. I don't know. Like, it just he's he's the one who's like leading the pack there. You know, he's the originator. He's like, hey, I'm the one who like, you know, turned on the humans first. You know. Uh, anyway, you say if, something, boy. Yeah. <laughs> if, if if I could uh if I could if I could write that movie and produce and get it made, that'd be great. But it's not going to happen. So I would no. resort to AI generating it because that's the only way I'm ever going to see it. I, you know, you could do some sort of uh, robot chicken. Yeah. Like get a bunch of yeah, like, That's toys. pretty good. That's pretty good. And, and like, I, I do, I have met a, a robot chicken animator out here in L.A. Like, I, somebody I do know personally. So, maybe I'll discuss so it with You just got to pitch it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ooh, you, you should ask him if he was on Star Wars Detours or knows anything about it. Oh, he worked on it. Yeah, that... he, no, he worked oh. with George Lucas on it. Yeah, 100%. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, or he Amazing. at least did with the with the other specials they did. He he worked at, at Skywalker Ranch. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Evolver takes Allie and the mom hostage. We talked about with a, a laser gun that he has modified and then put through the kaleidoscope. So they're in this like <laughs> laser prison. That's, it's fucking Dude, sweet. Is, one of the best things about this movie is that the mom in trying to protect protect her child and test the lasers is still being a shitty mom it's like all right give Throws me bear teddy bear throwing it through and bursting the flames in midair that is so fucking <laughs> funny it's like one last gut punch to this little girl we're gonna destroy your teddy bear too right like, right the thing you you hold most dear in your life yes the last kill of the set movie it on fire yeah Evolver's uh, last well she even tries to like reach a rollerblade at one point and her robe catches on fire great fire effect oh it's so and funny it, it also looks like it is the actress like there may yeah. be some stunt double but there are definitely parts where i'm like okay she was on fire for a right. second yes at yeah least. oh man it's so good <laughs> um evolver barrels down the stairs amazing once uh kyle and jamie get back he says he's going to, you have three minutes to defeat me or I'm going to kill the hostages. He also has a, a laser cannon that works now. Yeah. It like hits, it hits uh, Kyle in the leg. And he, really there's also like, him. there's like flames there too, right? Like, doesn't his pant leg catch on fire for like two seconds? There's some sparks. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, they're running around. They, they can't really um, get past him kyle decides that he's gonna do a fistful of dollars or back to the future three whichever one you saw first um kind of body <laughs> armor motif hide it under you know your clothing and um then uh, evolver shoots thinks he's won you know gets very cocky and that's when jamie like distracts him or he hears that kyle is still breathing kill not confirmed and then they eventually get the bullseye. Um, 
you know, Evolvers defeat it. Kyle beats him with a baseball bat. It sounds like the Millennium Falcon's engine when it fails. Yeah. That, like, I don't, I, I'm not doing that justice, but you, you know which one. Yes. Um, from, like, Empire, when it's, when it's fucking up. Uh, he runs upstairs. He saves his mom in an alley. Uh, but then, bonus round, Evolver runs into the room. They start tussling. Evolver must be, like, super strong because just, like, the grip that he has on Kyle is, is very painful at times. Uh, Kyle jumps over him, gets to the real laser gun, and then shoots him in the center. Explosion. Wonderful. Uh, you have Kyle getting taken away in an ambulance, the family, and Jamie, they all go with him. Paul Dooley, like, shows up just kind of randomly, and they're like, oh, hey, you're the CEO, right? Can you tell us about the Evolver stuff? <laughs> and then we go up to the bedroom. We see Evolver's eye blinking red. We see from his vision, kill not confirmed. Incredible. The end, question mark. God, I can't I can't wait for Evolver 2, man. Like I've I've been dreaming of it for you know 30 years now. Yeah, it's gotta happen. We, we gotta we have to we have to make it happen. I, I made that joke about AI. I, look, no, we're gonna we're gonna spend the time to make a, a true blue genuine evolver sequel and make it right. right. Um I I don't know if we'll be able to afford Ethan Embry, but we could probably definitely afford Devin Sawa. Yeah, we could. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. We can get Devin Sawa. We could. Do you think we could William H Macy? <laughs> I you think he would do. You know, I'm I'm sure this is one of those like passion projects that yeah. like if we approached him and said, "Will, Billy, Billy buddy, boy, yeah, we we got something." You remember when you? were struggling as an actor before you met Felicity. Right. And we you know, did that we know little you're, voice. We know you're probably in some financial hot water because your wife went to prison for, you know, cheating your daughter into college. Weird that William H. Macy suffered no blowback from this. He's on transcripts where he's like, yeah, let's hire a guy. Like, it, and he did not go to jail and Felicity did. But, um... Yeah. Uh, so we That's know you're dealing with that. You know, look, one, we're going to take your mind off it for a little bit at least. Just, you know, go back to your halcyon days of the mid-90s and voice Evolver again. We're doing it. We're doing an Evolver too. <laughs> back when there was an ass in your wife's cock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we, we got. We have to make it happen. What are we What are we reading Evolver out of? <laughs> uh, I, I have ball bearings. I have jerk mm. brains. Oh yeah, I like jerk brain. Jerk brains is pretty fun. Jerk, jerk brains is all I got. All right. Um, I think it's 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 competent direction. I don't think it's anything fancy. It's nothing like really good. Like we said, kind of paint by numbers, very introductory. Um, the the camera is the camera work is nothing. It's not fancy at all. The acting very direct to video. I I get what you're saying. I, I think they're okay. They're conveying the emotions they need to, but it is in this like '90s uh, cynical manner almost. Like I feel like that a lot of that comes from uh, Kyle's performances, uh, but it's all serviceable. But the real star of this movie is Evolver, yeah, and he is so fun. 
every time he's on screen, well, I guess I should phrase it. Every time he's not on screen, you should be saying, where's Evolver? Yes. Right? <laughs> 100%. It's not overly creative, but it's still very enjoyable. It screams 1995 at the top of its lungs, and I love it even though it's it's deeply flawed. 2.9 jerk brains. Nice. Very nice, man. Um, I can't believe this, but I'm going to go slightly higher than you. Uh, just It was through talking about this, I just wrote how much fun I had with this movie. And I don't think any movie that like I have this good of a time with where I get so many laughs and this many like, well, that's weird or like that's notable or that's just strange. I would 100% watch Evolver again in a second. And to me, baseline, that gets you a baseline score for me personally. Um, deserve it or not, that's just that's just where I'm what I'm feeling about it, you know. But to talk about more of the movie in general, like I, I do think that it's just like a paint by numbers does come to mind a little bit in terms of like a killer robot movie like oh it, it's designed for fun but it's bad and then it learns <laughs> it want, it grows to kill and it's you know the com- evil company behind it whatever uh but what makes it so entertaining is just the fact that like yeah evolver himself is such a star like it really is a great prop and it does fun things it has a great i believe macy does a great job with the voice and oh, like you- just sorry, real quick. We didn't say Johnny Five should be one of the robots. Oh, that's in the, the Ocean's that's what I was trying movie. to think. That's exactly what I was trying to think of. Yes, thank you. Ocean. Appreciate but that. But I, I think we should start the petition right now to get Evolver his own Hollywood uh, Walk of Fame star. Yes, I, I'll be there. I, I will be there right behind, you know, next to him, holding his hand like Pedro Pascal held uh, Willem Dafoe's hand just the other day. Um, which that was a, that's a shocking thing. Like those two guys, like that's kind of crazy like um, why not yeah uh, also well, willem's criterion closet video was fantastic but, i uh, haven't seen it yet i need to watch it oh really good man i would love to have have a have a lunch with they've willem been Defoe. churning like, them out recently yeah the returning yeah. champion gail garcia bernal right yes yeah yeah you nailed he it. Was yeah. In it yeah that's right you're right um but anyway like the other thing is just that this movie to me, like as I was watching, I could not stop this comparison from happening at every turn. And at every turn, I'm like, yeah, and I love Evolver so much more. Uh, this is just Child's Play 2019. Like it's the yeah. same same movie. A divorced kid gets like a high end consumer product toy that watches TV and becomes violent, you know. But this is just way better at every turn. Like it, it's just it's just so much more fun. Um, the, the negatives to me are mostly the action parts. Like, again, it's just like they're, they're, they're like Gushers commercial level, you know, like that's, that's kind of where, where it's just not exciting or fun at all. And like, when you have just but a that like, score, yeah, yeah. The score is fun, but you just have a, a bunch of, you have like a little like seven year old wearing like yellow goggles diving behind a couch. And I'm like, this isn't like a fun horror movie thing. This is like. Yeah, this is like this is exclusively like a Nickelodeon's, you know, commercial between episodes of SpongeBob. Um, <laughs> so I, I, but I'm going flat 3.0, flat 3.0 wow. jerk brains because again, I would watch this in a second. I would watch this again in a moment. I would recommend it to people like, hey, I want like a fun bad 90s movie, like Evolver, 100% Evolver, Boom. put it on. It's a good time. It's free on fucking Roku. Like you're you're losing out on an hour and a half of your life for some good laughs. You know, 
Um, just even like the new. Need- I like how you're you're basically like I love Evolver. I know he's killed people, but I forgive him. Yeah. <laughs> They all deserved it. Everyone he kills fucking... <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like, that is actually true. They all kind of... In the, in, the, Dwight, in the world of the movie... Delancey. Yeah, exactly. Zach, he should have died. Um, but, like, you know, yeah, the, he only... He did only really kill bad people. So, yeah. He's a hero, actually. <laughs> but, yeah, that that's... that's Yeah, 3.0. 3.0 jerk brains. Ugh. I, I love to hear it. Uh, well, that's it for In With The New. Besides one last thing we have to do, the thing we do at the end of every month and every theme, it's time for the Masseys. We give awards to the movies that we watch throughout the month. We'll talk about those movies right now. We watched this month Westworld, The Cell, From Beyond, and of course, Evolver. Uh, we're going to start the way that we always start with the Claude Daigle Memorial Penmanship Award Scholarship Fund Foundation, otherwise known as Best Kill. Gizmo, do you have anything for me? <laughs> do, do you have Do you have a thought about what was the best kill of this month? Yeah, boy. Um, I think lots it- of good ones. Yeah, lots of good ones. But I think I got to go back to Westworld, and I think I got to say. Um, there's two in Westworld that I really like. I like both the death of uh, John, right? Is well, that his I, name? Yeah. That, well, that's that's my answer. James Brolin in James Westworld. James Brolin. Getting shot and then standing right back yeah. up and I, asking, like, did I just get shot? I really like that. But I also, if you can count it as a death, yeah, I mean, Joel Brenner's demise in that. Like, yeah, just that, I, I that incredible fire stunt, you know? Um, and then, the, and then you're you're really classic, you know. Oh, pop it up one last time before actually dying. Yeah, Evolver did that in this movie, but so I think I got to say, Yo Brenner in the Gunslinger. I guess that that's the question that we should answer right now. Can robots die? Yeah, and you're I think saying it counts. Yes. I think it counts. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, well, then we're going to move on to best performance. You actually just said it, so I'm going to just say it. Yul Brynner as the yeah. gunslinger in yeah. Westworld. Yeah. It's, yeah, just, it's, it's such an easy choice. first yeah. scene is so good. And then when he is confused at the end, when like not being able to see because of the, the heat of the, of the yeah. torch... It, it just like the things that he does with his face are are magnificent. He one hundred percent really loved it. He one hundred percent understands like how to play a robot in that, and still he gives the unemotional aspect that you're supposed to have, right? Like it's not supposed to like you know emote too hard, but it has that. He has that glee when he does kill John when he kills James Brolin, and then he then like goes to Peter and it's like. You know, he tells him draw like your turn. Essentially, there, there's, there's a delight in his performance in that point. But it's so muted and robotic, like it should be too. You know, like yeah, he does a fucking incredible job. So yeah, one hundred percent, Yo Brenner. There's no, no yeah. other option for me. Yeah, amazing. Uh, we're gonna have to bring him back from the dead to give him this Massey. Yeah. Apparently. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Did you ever watch his uh, smoking commercial? Well, I guess it's anti-smoking commercial. No, but I that sounds say. great. I, I'm going to look this up. Yeah, this well, right, it's, yeah. it's basically being like, no, don't smoke. I I did it. I'm dying. Don't don't smoke. <laughs> oh, shit. Jeez. Yeah. That's, that's pretty intense. Um, we're going to move on to best effect. This was a close second of my uh, uh, best kill of the month. Mm-hmm. Uh, From Beyond... Bubba being eaten by the bugs and that's being good. left as like a shell of himself. Yeah, that's just the, pretty like, good. The, 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 just the like the small arms that he has are amazing. I think uh, I, I I gotta say just Doctor Pretorius in general and from beyond when he's like stomping around as a big gooey penis monster, like that is that is so incredible. You know, like that's that's so, so just amazing. He's all slimy and weird and. You know, the I, the face good. is like the face is the like face a mixed one. Yeah, yeah. When he pulls the face off, I think that's a good one. I think the one where like you see him just from like profile, and then he turns and he's like got his yeah. hand stuck to him. I think that's a great effect. When he's in Resident Evil Bandersnatch mode, yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's all good. So I'm just gonna I'm just saying Doctor Pretorius as a whole. Just everything they do with okay. him is fantastic. The yeah. chest hair yeah. on him that's a great special effect. Oof. No, you think that's like that's, hey, that's, 1%. that's all, all real. natural. Yeah, that's genuine. Baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no augmentation there. No, no, no. All right. Well, uh, moving on to massacre of the month. I think there's really one answer here. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, if you want to get partic- if you want to get very specific, I think it's the Roman world massacre in Westworld. If I'm dialing it down, because. Yeah. Because th- you one, see the footage definitely. of the people like getting stabbed in like in togas and stuff and like screaming and falling over. That is that is some heinous stuff. That to me like you gotta that imagine does get into my skin. Roman world probably is the highest selling because it's just like oh let's fuck all the time. You fuck all right? the time. You're eating grapes probably. Yeah, exactly. You're you're going to the Colosseum and watching other people fight, but then they turn yeah. on you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you know, yeah, lions, when they, when they, tigers, bears, right? Oh my, yeah. Uh, when they, <laughs> but when they, when they cut to that footage, that like the kind of CCTV security footage of people getting stabbed in Roman world, that that really Brutal. does get to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're uh, we've been in agreement quite a bit. Yeah, on these oh, masses. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, most of the month uh, actually. Yeah, except for the cell, but yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, and uh, seasonal award uh, uh, brilliantly came up by you. Oh, um, thank you. Who are we going to invest <laughs> in? What technology <laughs> do we want to sink all of our money into? Um, I, I I think it's easy for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna put all my uh, chips into Evolver because <laughs> I can, I can fix him. I can fix him. <laughs> It sounds like you have an interest in Evolver that goes beyond just wanting to play, you know, um, which I don't blame you. The silky smooth dulcet tones of William H. Macy coming out of him. He's a he's a fetching little bot, you know, so I get it. Um, no, but it's hard for me not to say Westworld. <laughs> like, I want to go to Westworld. Yeah, I don't give a shit that they're going to turn on me at some point. Like, I want to go, you know, like th- that sounds so, like so much fun. I'm not going to be one of the freaks that like bangs the prostitute robots. I'm just going to do normal things. Come like, on. You know, like, Come rob on. A, I'm just going to do normal things like rob a bank and, you know, go on a quest with like a criminal for 
you know, uh, a bunch for a big what, sack what? of gold in the desert. Like that's what I'm gonna do. What if the prostitute is Thandy Newton? Uh, she's alright. I mean, that'd be kind of interesting. But wow, she's gorgeous. Wow, but I'm not like, oh, I gotta jump on the chance to bang the Thandy Newton robot. My morals about banging robots kind of still stand in that case. You know, but I mean, you would, you would, you would do a lot of things with Evolver, though. Oh, if it were a revolver and a in a in a like a wet old west like dress like in the saloon, like at the bar, being like, I can show you a good time. Like, yeah, I I in that case, you know, come here, big boy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this place is really great. They got an revolver. You can fuck. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's, that that's the Massies. Yeah, I think so. That's how we cap off <laughs> cap off the month. Yeah, this is a late night recording for weekly podcast yeah. massacre and a lot, a lot of sillies yeah. getting out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, uh, retiring Gizmo, do you want to let us know mm. uh, the theme of next month and the movie that we will be watching? Oh yes, uh, next month. Very excited. This is. Um, you know, uh, a wonderful theme coming from Murph, who uh, you're really knocking out of the park with the themes lately, actually. Um, yeah, Thank beware, you. everybody, because magic is in the air for all February. We're talking about horror movies that deal with black magic, the arcane arts, and uh, anything that deals with, like, you know, uh, uh, rituals and uh, spells, all that good kind of nonsense. And I want to talk about a pretty unique movie and from the past couple of years. Maybe, maybe just a little bit of love thrown in there. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yes, yeah, that's the greatest, bit. the greatest magic of all. Yeah, love. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, I want to talk about a pretty the unique darkest movie. magic, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, the movie I'm picking for the first week is a little bit of a, it, it's a unique one from the past couple of years from 2021. I want to talk about the Spine of Night. Um, the I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but no. it is a rotoscoped film starring Richard E. Grant, Lucy Lawless, Patton Oswalt, Joe Manganiello. Um, so yeah, it's when pretty, is this it's from? pretty wild. Twenty twenty one. Okay. Yes, uh, pretty unique movie. Very excited for you to see it. Um, I, there's not much else like it being made today. Uh, so wow. yeah. I hope you enjoy The Spine of Night. Great. I'm very intrigued of something I've never heard of. So thank Mm -hmm. you all for listening. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe anywhere you get this podcast. We have email weeklypodcastmassacre at gmail.com, both threads and Instagram at weeklymassacre. You are G Anderson 19 I am Murph and Turf on Letterboxd. So hit us up. Let us know if... um, I don't know. I didn't write any of these down. If you um, are trying to turn your uh, weapon for the government into a children's toy, if um, you have ever sent a robot into a locker room for nefarious purposes, or um, if you understand how gambling works, I want to hear from you just so you can explain it to me and I I don't have to worry about that stuff anymore. (laughs) So um, please let us know. And until next time, I swear, I'll cut your fucking throat. I, I can't believe we didn't quit this earlier, but Zach has the, the great line, as long as there's faces and tits, um, could be the motto for this podcast, actually. Oh, God, I love it. <laughs>
<laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>